Hello and welcome to another episode of Over Drinkers. I am the voice inside your head right now, Mike Burge, and maybe the voice inside your head at other points as well. And today we are going to be talking about one of my personal favorite films. We're going to be talking about RoboCop, and I'm here joined today by... Robert Anderson. Robert Anderson, it's very good to see you, of Hot Takes Fame. Hot Takes Fame and a few other other podcasts that Mm -hmm. we do here. A few. A we few. have we have a few. Uh, have a Fast few. and Furious. We gotta still start really getting through gotta, that. Yeah. Well, we gotta get to that. That next one needs to go up soon. It will. It's it will. So yeah. yeah. So uh huh. Yeah. It's uh we're we're waiting so we can uh kind of roll them out steadily. Space them out a little People bit. have been asking me. They're like, when are you gonna do another one of those? I was it's, like, that's the one that's killing it. It's because the one. I think that one's really funny. <laughs> uh, all right. This isn't Fast and Furious podcast though. No, this not. is uh. Over drinkers, so we're going to be talking about RoboCop, and um, RoboCop is uh, directed by Paul Verhoeven of Dutch fame. Of Dutch fame. So yes. uh, for the drinks today, we have decided to have a delicious Dutch beer by the name of Heineken. I've never heard of Heineken. 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 Uh, Green I, bottle, delicious. Yes, yeah. it is good. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like Dutch. Oh, just like it. Tastes taste very Dutch. Super Dutch. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's just dive in. I've got a lot to say about this movie. Yeah, so I've been trying um, to catch up. Well, this is my first time seeing Robocop. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, so you, you, are, you are still a newbie in many many of the classic films from the 70s and 80s that I'm yes. starting to pick away at. It's very violently, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah, when we were trying to figure out what to do for over drinkers, uh, for our, we went through a lot of stuff. All things that we won't talk about because we've decided to schedule them at later dates yes. uh, with other people, too, because a certain individual <coughs> Jack College Jack wants Jesse. to um, can't really cough his name. No, it's tough. <coughs> Jack College I was thinking today if like an announcer had to announce him, they would just have a hard time screaming that name. Yeah, I've been I've been, I've been saying his name a lot, especially because good at it. his brother Jeremy works mm-hmm. with us, too. So and them being brothers, brothers, they have the they have the call a jet ski. Mm. last name so you just kind of say that really fast and kind of skip over all the things that was i can't take credit for that jack gave me that advice he had to to hi jack hey jack um so yeah let's jump in uh robocop this is robocop from 1987 Mm -hmm. not the 2013 remake yes starring um who gives a shit just uh, no one cares white guy mr Uh, mr white man they were just like robocop's white right so we'll just get some guy to play him Samuel Jackson's the villain in that one, though, right? Is he like the main uh, like corporate? I mean, who gives well, a, that's I mean, again too. Like, it's it's very hard for me to not only remember that movie, you but saw to it, even though. I saw it. Yeah, uh, I saw it like as soon as it came out in DVD. I didn't go to the theaters for it because RoboCop yeah. is one of my favorite movies, and I'm a big defender of the second one too, even though it is very silly. But mm. the first one is uh, it's it's a tight movie. It's very uh, good. I've, I. I've been seeing all over the place too, like reading up on uh, past trivia and stuff like that, little things that I'd known about, but I couldn't remember the specifics that I really wanted to talk about. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people will say that exact same thing, which is the movie is very tight, that it's got all these little, all, all the little boxes that you need to check off to be able to make a movie, cinematography, music, yeah. all these acting, all these things are, they work so well together to produce such a great little movie and you can look at each one specifically an individual and you're just like, wow, that was crafted so perfectly and yet it fits so nicely with everything else where you can, you know, you, you're you never just like, the acting in it is amazing or like the cinematography yeah. in that is so awesome. It's It all just comes together nicely yes. in this nice little story. 
It's very short. It's only an hour and 40 minutes long. Which I actually really appreciate, yeah. appreciate about the movie. Because I, I honestly think movies, especially of this nature nowadays, are just way too fucking long. Yeah. I don't need a two and a half hour. Even, like, all the Avengers movies. Which I think this, like, might fall in the line of, like, super-powered being mm-hmm. film. It's like, they're all just take way too long to explain what's going on. Where this movie is just, like, it is super tight. Even from a story, even from, like, a screenwriting perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. it has all its beats really in order it's just yeah it just knows what it's doing it knows and what it it's is. uh a lot of people don't understand the uh, they take the kind of like excessive 80s violence <clears throat> at face value and they just think that it's another one of these movies you know and it's it's funny that it was it would come from orion who had just released like terminator you know yep. a few years before and so like it's kind of these two postmodern robot stories that also have these kind of underlying uh, metaphors that they're kind of trying to talk about whether it's the world like in terminator it, it more goes towards the you know like motherhood and right and stuff like that which i'm not going to get into because we got a terminator one coming up too Ooh, Ooh really? yeah, nice. pretty soon. i love t1 yeah t1 man it's good um but uh robocop itself has so many different layers of so many different things that it's saying um, you know, but Paul Verhoeven, he also made uh, Total Recall, and he also made um, Starship Troopers, which is right. probably the closest thing that he's done to RoboCop with the, uh, you know, media manipulation and kind of like sure. more propaganda. But even just to see it on screen, like some of the costumes, like I like what the cops wear mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of like because they have like the like almost like foam looking body armor, and even RoboCop's like outfit, like his suit is very similar to like Starship Troopers aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that little purple sheen that he's got that most people don't really notice. Well, they when had you think to, of RoboCop, you think blue. Well, you know what's funny? They had to light him like they would light a car in the scene. Really? Because they were trying to light him like they would an actor, and they like lost a lot of their dailies because like, there was too much reflection ah, off his suit. So they had cool. to like light him like a car, and I was like, that's so interesting. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's... you. You look at things like with that suit too, like on the technical scale, like that suit was made um, by, uh, oh, what's his face, from The Thing, um, Rob Botton. Okay. Uh, Rob Botton that did The, um, that did the Thing uh, uh, animations and stuff like that and all the creature effects. He designed the suit and the suit was designed specifically for Peter Weller and they had to do it over and over and over again and design the suit and then it... Uh, they gotten like Peter Weller got in like a fight with somebody like a producer and they fired Peter Weller and wow. they tried to get Lance Henriksen in. What's he from? Lance Henriksen is uh, he's in um, I mean he's in Terminator. Okay. He's a cop in Terminator. He is probably best known as Bishop in Aliens. He's the android in Aliens that ends up being like the only good android mm-hmm. in the Alien franchise. They thought they could get him because he was slender. And they needed somebody slender to be able to right. fit into this thing. They talked about doing Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in the suit. Right. It's like, he's going to look too big. Right. And Paul Verhoeven wanted uh, his buddy Rucker Hauer to uh, okay. uh, also do it, but they were both just too big. Yeah. But uh, the only reason that Peter Weller was still able to keep his job was because they had already spent so much money and time making the suit specifically for Peter Weller that to start over again was just not an option. So then Peter Weller was able to come back in. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny, too, because Paul, uh, Paul Verhoeven really liked uh he's he's got a quote that i actually wrote down like specifically the quote is about this is uh, paul verhoeven talking about um peter weller who plays robocop who plays murphy he says his chin was very good (laughs) cover it up though that's it that's well no no like his like his bottom mouth that like the mouth set that's the only part that you can see that he says that because if you think about like every batman Uh every batman needs to have a very 
defined chin mm-hmm. because that's all you're seeing. And then, um, what's the name of the, the the actor who's in the Dread remake, the newest Dread movie? Uh, oh, Carl Kurt, Urban. He has the best lower face. Oh yeah, for that he's got a good one. He would have also been a great RoboCop. These good lower faced actors, mm-hmm. beautiful. It's uh, it's like that classic <laughs> Batman look. It's like exactly. yeah, it's like yeah. it's that's what makes RoboCop kind of like the superhero on the on the cover. You look at him you're like, oh, that's a superhero. Yeah, but it actually, you know, it talks about the film itself and the character of Alex Murphy speak a lot to um, all these different things. Like the 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 most obvious one can be you know like the dehumanization of oneself through like technology advancement, yeah. and that's a, that's playing a lot in the movie and in the culture of that world in Detroit that he builds. Um, yeah. I actually wanted to talk about, because uh, you mentioned you kind of prepped me a little bit for this podcast talking about that we're going to be talking a lot about dehumanization and some other like key mm-hmm. themes. So I wanted to write, to, I wrote down like the actual definition of dehumanization. Okay. The process of depriving a person, a group of, uh, or, or, or group of positive human qualities. One, And I think like the main quality that uh, Alex Murphy, RoboCop, is deprived of is death. Mm-hmm. That human quality is stripped away from him, and that's kind of like it's weird how like that finite ending to humanity getting stripped away from someone is like the most dehumanizing thing you could do to an individual, like mm-hmm. forcing them to live, which is like almost kind of funny because we we see that get a little bit explored because we watch a clip of the 2013 RoboCop and they kind of like really dive into that angle. Oh man. Yeah. That Even scene where they take off his, uh, terrible, they take off but... his robot suit and it's just like these like bag lungs. And yeah. He's they stay on that scene way too long, way yeah. too long on that. Yeah. That's a very, that's a very funny scene, but for it's like depressingly funny. Like you can't even laugh out loud at it. Cause you're just like, Ooh, you guys thought you were doing something deep here. And it's, it's this is uh they painfully laughable. don't understand what RoboCop is. Mm-hmm. They just like, don't, they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, and like, again, the technology advancement, uh, the fact that it's technology that's keeping him alive. Um, and the technology that is, in a sense, uh, dehumanizing him is yeah. a very like uh, easy thing to attribute to nowadays, where everybody's like, get off your phone, and For sure. everybody's like, they're kind of becoming disconnected mm-hmm. um, through as as we as more technology becomes available to us to be able to do uh, everyday things, uh, we're slowly losing those opportunities that we would have had. You know, before that technology was invented, these were opportunities to have to interact with other people, yeah, and 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 form like better uh, cultural understandings and stuff mm-hmm. like. Uh, to quote Chumbawamba, 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 um, they say at one point in one of their songs, um, so that you don't have to drive through the wrong part of town, you can just do your shopping from home. And mm. they've got like a great, great album called "What You See Is What You Get." It's a great Chumbawamba album. Yeah. You need it. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> and they talk about all these like things back in like the '90s when they wrote this thing that are like coming to Be fruition right now, relevant today. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where the technology in RoboCop, not just RoboCop himself, but like the technology that we see that's been created because it's very low tech stuff. Like there's yeah. really not a lot of advancement technology wise in Detroit that we see mm. uh, besides RoboCop himself and the Ed, tw- Ed 209 yeah. and it's, the cars. It's almost, it's almost like seeing like uh, in like the Star Wars trilogy, how the rebels like are using like what seems to be low tech in this universe to like, make it work like obviously robotoc robocop takes place in the future mm-hmm. correct but like it's true everything is low tech except for 
it seems like money is going less into like consumerism technology. Like people don't have high tech phones or high tech cars. Mm-hmm. People instead are having high tech like military or police. Because even like the police outfits are like a little bit more high tech mm-hmm. than we get. I mean, a like car- bit, yeah. you know, they have like more body suits. People can get shot a bunch. Mm-hmm. It seems like whether that's for like eighties blood and gore effects or like practicality. Who really mm-hmm. knows? It's there's uh there's like a low like putting it in Detroit too. Which is mm-hmm. funny because it was actually shot in Dallas and Pittsburgh. It wasn't shot oh, in Detroit, really? yeah. Huh. Um, and what it's like that having it be Detroit and Detroit being known for what it is, which is just like it's a very bad city, it's uh, like Gotham with City crime in like and, real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very it's um, treat choosing uh, Detroit to become this uh, like they're trying to turn it into Delta City. Which is mm. what they're attempting to do. They're trying like it's, and that's the where the gentrification aspect okay. of RoboCop comes in. They're 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 trying to take Detroit and turn it into Delta City by cleaning it up and putting what they believe makes it better in there, which is a metaphor for uh, Murphy. They yeah. took Murphy and they took away all the things that they didn't like and they threw in mm-hmm. all this technology on top of it and made him RoboCop. Yeah. And made him RoboCop, and they literally call him an urban pacifier. Like, they're like, mm. that's what they're calling him going out and stopping crime, yeah. is an urban pacifier. So there's this, um, there's this level of gentrification to it that when you, you don't really see the culture that he's fighting back against. No. Besides that little tiny group of criminals that kill him at the beginning, you see, like, a rapist, and you see a... Um, uh, like a like a guy holding up a, uh, a gas station, yeah. and you see a, uh, a politician who didn't get reelected to another term mm-hmm. or something like that. With the that when he's got the mayor and everything, I don't think he's actually a politician. No. I just think he wants his job back because he got let go. But the basic understanding is that crime is on the all time rise. Because also when, in the first few scenes that we're at the police station, like everyone's running around like right madmen, being like everything's shit. We're gonna go on strike because it's so bad. So, you know, it's a city in turmoil, mm-hmm. and it seems like, you know, they they feel as the cops can't really be doing their job either, mm-hmm. so what they're going to do is make this, you know, RoboCop, and RoboCop goes out on his first day of patrol, and he, like, takes down, like, three crimes. He's just bing, bang, boom. Yeah, like, he's like, just dun, like, dun, 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 got that, yeah, got this. Easy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that they uh, went with the choice, you know, now we're just getting to, like, the hard fiction of it, but I think it was interesting that they went with the choice to erase his memory. Uh-huh. And erases, like, identity being like, this is RoboCop. Whereas I feel like it would have been uh, more appealing to the public to be like, we saved this dying cop, Alex Murphy, and now he is the face. It's like a, you know, it makes it would make the corporate, the corporation that makes RoboCop kind of look really good. That they saved this cop and yeah. made it into this. And I think they, they do something like that in, well, they actually do exactly that in the new one. Yeah. And what that is, is because it's completely different again they don't get it they don't get it because this is supposed to be the complete just like evilness of corporations like Mm -hmm. again you literally have the teaming up of this dastardly group of criminals and these boardroom execs execs that are like in charge of everything like that team up is just like again that's just like murphy and robocop like it's it's Mm. this gigantic connection that they're really trying to say, like, these guys on Wall Street and stuff, like, these people that own corporations and that play with millions and millions of dollars like it's nothing, right, are just as dangerous as these criminals that are selling cocaine and raping people and murdering yeah. cops. They're saying that they're just as bad as them. They just 
they're um, directive four. They are uh, immune to the police's yeah. uh, reactions and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's to have these guys up in that boardroom uh, just like middling away and uh, they don't care about Murphy. They're like, no. they literally say, I think it was like, we just need like one poor schlub like yeah. to, to um, volunteer himself. And by mm-hmm. volunteer himself, they mean get blown away in the line of duty. Right. And then they've got a perfect guinea pig that they can do this to. So the idea to like completely wipe it wipe him clean would be what they want because they want to militarize it. It makes sense narratively for sure. Right. Um, And I think like to my point before, you know, it's, it's interesting to see that they went with what I just said in the newer one and it clearly falls on its face. Mm -hmm. Maybe if anything, like humanizes. I mean, they they do this whole thing where it's like they can control him, but he thinks that what he's doing is his own agency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so they, they start to, delve into that and that could have been a good choice if they did it well enough and good enough and really committed to like the metaphors and what it means as an allegory to be using that uh but they never do they just kind of use it like it's different so you want to see this one right Mm -hmm. and it's you know again to like having his suit be black is just like again they were trying to make it different but you're like that's not the robocop well i think like you know there's like a weird five years or so of movies coming out that are like your Transformers, your, that Robocop remake, the G.I. Joe movies, where just people do not understand the source material and why people really liked it. And I think now we're actually getting into a world of like these kind of movies that are like your John Wicks, your Logans, where it's like people are like, no, we get it. We totally understand what people want from this movie. We know what the core themes of the movies are. I'm not trying to change that. Um, so I think, like, you know, if we were to get an actual RoboCop movie, like, right now, it wouldn't be a reboot. I think it would be, like, we're doing everything we can to get Peter Weller back in that fucking suit, and mm-hmm. we're gonna, like, have a swan song for that character. Yeah, Peter Weller, man. He's the national treasure. I love him. I showed you the trailer for, voice. uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Dude, before that this. movie. Doesn't that look great? That you gotta see looks, that. I do you, gotta watch You will that. love that movie. I think that's it's very, very, very cheesy. It's very... Yeah corny like all on purpose you also seems that. like genuinely like good like comedy writing too. yeah it's very good it's very smart it's uh it was it was way ahead of its time when it came out and i mean yeah. it, like i i'm fairly certain that it kind of flopped when it came out but it was like immediate cult status and right. it's great yeah i own it on vhs actually Ooh, VHS mm-hmm. very fancy um the other thing uh besides peter weller was um the other character uh lewis um nancy allen Yes. That was really funny that they would pick... Like, it's uh, also, too, like, um, the guys that play, uh, like, Dick Jones and um, the main bad guy, um, Clarence. Is that... there's Because there's the two... Oh, oh, you mean the guy who... Um, uh, Red Foreman from... Yeah. Yeah. That's Clarence. Yeah. yeah he's... Yeah. Um, those two guys were mainly known for, like, nice guy roles at this point. Mm, they were known for, like, kind of just playing, like, nice guys, like, comedic uh, yeah. things. And um, and they made them, like, super bad guys. And that was Paul Verhoeven's uh, choice. And mm-hmm. Nancy Allen, too, up till that point, was a big, like, uh, De Palma regular. She was in Carrie. She was in mm-hmm. Blowout. Um, she was in um, Dressed to Kill. And she always played this kind of, like sexy uh yeah. uh just uh just like uh, object yeah. to kind of uh move the plot or like to have like as some kind of wall for a certain character to either get over or embrace and they kind of and i think the idea of taking nancy allen at that point and m- turning her into this like completely desexualized cop well that's like, like it is like there's no love story that no. grows between 
Lewis you almost and think there Murphy. Could be, but besides, it's, it's more yeah. it's more uh, partners. It's familial. Yeah. It's like there's no like uh, romantic and it's much more lethal weapon. Right, Murtaugh absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, and it's yeah. like almost the fact of Andy Lewis Cooper. being a woman is mm-hmm. almost completely uh, irrelevant. Yeah. Besides the fact that her being a woman is so potent to their partnership, because like, I mean, when we first see Lewis, yeah. she's uh, everybody's trying to stop that one dude in the in the police station who's right, like there's a criminal right. in there, oh, he's throwing everybody left and right. She takes him and out, right? She he first she gets thrown uh, where her head goes into the lap oh, of a man waiting yeah. in the waiting room, mm-hmm. and she turns back from that from that like stature, that kind of like that 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 place to be yeah. in a man's lap and mm-hmm. she turns and then beats the shit out of this right. guy while there is a sign in the background that says no babies and it's a it's a it's a picture of a mother holding a baby with the big no banner around it that's and that's her beating the shit out of this guy and that's our introduction to her and then immediately murphy and lewis have yeah. like this chemistry that just connects where they're just like they're buds there's you know, buddies, and they're just like, sure. I'm going to drive. No, I always like to well, that drive was, um, when I'm breaking in a new partner. <laughs> that was the uh, director. I, re- I read a quote that was like, that was one of the director's intent, of, especially like giving her the short haircut was like the beginning of him, like really trying to, because I think the character was already written to be desexualized, mm-hmm. but then like he gave her like the short haircut and like, um, like he made her cut her hair shorter and shorter to like continually try and like desexualize that character. And it makes sense that, uh, considering her previous roles which i did not know too much about that mm-hmm. they would really have to like separate her from kind of her career right i mean yeah point. i would say probably people going in in 1987 probably recognized her most from carrie yeah as like that kind of like nasty girl mm. who was like you know the popular girl at school and she's the one that puts together the whole plan to like drop the pig's blood on carrie spoiler alert Ooh. they drop pig's blood on carrie so and then shit goes down mm. Mm. Everyone knows that part about Carrie. Yeah, and I've never seen it, but I know that's like the crux of it. And, that's the, and it takes place like prom. Prom. Yep, yeah, that's it. The, that's go. that's Carrie. You just wrote Carrie. <sighs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> and and it's really funny that uh, like with RoboCop and the technology that they talk about, like you can see aspects of that from like you can tell like you know like it was like this kind of like Metropolis is in there like Fritz yeah. Lang and there's like this kind of um, Blade Runner feel to it. I also get a lot of, um, it's funny, I, I felt a lot of, like, American Psycho in this movie. Oh, yeah? Just because, like, the boardroom setting and to mm. see, like, the suits and control, and, like, they're sociopaths. Right, and they're it's crazy like Wall people. Street had just come out that year as well, so this was, like, yeah. a big thing. This was Reagan-era fascism, like, that they right. were commenting on. That's, like, there's a great story about um, Orion Pictures released, uh, they, they paid Nixon President Nixon. Is this the picture that they you showed paid me him twenty five thousand dollars? That I guess he donated to like the Boys Club of America or something. I have no Some I, something, yeah. but they paid Nixon twenty five thousand dollars to shake RoboCop's hand. And I don't believe it was Peter Well. I think it was just somebody in a RoboCop, really bad RoboCop. It looked costume. terrible. It, looked it looks terrible. horrible. There's yeah. a picture that you can look up. Just look up Nixon RoboCop, and there's this picture. Nixon is just like looking at RoboCop with just this bewilderment, in between seeing that picture. And knowing that story and seeing like uh, the Elvis and Nixon movie mm. from last year with uh, Kevin Spacey and Michael Shannon, it's a great movie. Yeah. But like, I'm getting this picture more and more of Nixon as just kind of like this childlike doofus. 
Well, that's what it seems like. He's just a big fucking idiot. He's just a big idiot, yeah. right? Who's like a puppet master, not too unlike our current like political standard. Right, and that's yeah. like, well, that's like everything that's happening right now with like anti-Semitism and like the 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 obvious like uh, points of fascism that are trying to be emplaced into our country right now. Yeah, you start making the connections to World War Two and the events prior to that with Germany and the Nazis, and you start realizing like, were the Nazis just a bunch of fucking idiots, and they just got lucky? Like they got all the idiots together. And that's not to say anybody that's, you know, on the opposite side of me with what's going on in America right now is an idiot. No. Lord knows we don't need to distance our viewers and listeners no. any more than now. But it's, it, there's just this like, they're a bunch, they're, they're a bunch, it's bunch like, they're, they're fucking idiots. idiots. They're like, and, idiots yeah. and you look at Nixon and you're just like, was this guy just... He just seems so. This picture of Nixon and RoboCop it's is silly. so. He looks like RoboCop. I don't even think had come out yet. It wasn't a thing. RoboCop wasn't based on a comic book. No, it was its own thing. It hadn't become a culture icon. They, and he's looking at RoboCop just like for, what, it's a man years? in a robot suit. <laughs> I love it. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's silly to see. Um, I just when you showed me that picture, I was like, fucking. I, I was confused. I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, in the time period, I don't think. Because, like, RoboCop came out in 1987, mm-hmm. right? 87, yeah. Yeah, so... And so, like, they... Obviously, I think it was written all the way back. I guess they... I think, I think it, in the eight, in 1980, it was written. Yeah. And they, they, were, they, were, they were shopping they were writing it around it And they were, like, years. pushing it around. And, uh... Yeah, and I guess, like, right after Terminator came out, it was, um... That's, like, when the script was finished or something like that. Maybe. They said something along those lines. Uh... Because they didn't want to, and that's the whole thing with Terminator and RoboCop coming out and these technology yeah. and everything, and it's uh, the like the idea we were saying that like Metropolis had a big play in it, and probably um, the day the Earth stood still with that robot, oh, you right. know, because like just. Uh, but I, it's really funny how a lot of the commentary on what it means to be a cyborg, a cybernetic organism. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things they touch on in RoboCop really transcend into all the other things you know i blade runner was before so there was the replicants before that okay and then you get things like cylons and battlestar galactica afterwards yeah because i don't think terminator i don't think the uh what, what's the name of the like the model of like terminator that arnold schwarzenegger is in that he's movie? a t100 it's a t100 he's not really i he's like not really a cyborg mm-hmm. though because to my understanding a cyborg is someone who's like both has human element like has like human body parts or or organs somewhere in there and then has machine bits in there as well so like robocop's like seems to be a true cyborg yeah he's a cyborg he's a cyborg yeah he's he's an enhanced uh, like he's an enhanced being yes whereas uh Arnold schwarzenegger or you know the terminator is um kind of just a humanoid robot yeah he's a robot that like has been given human Human features features, and they've got like fake skin on him that decays after a while. Yeah. And that's like the same thing with like um you know, Cylons and the Borg. The Borg. The Borg. That's a uh, the Borg. I have not seen it. The Borg. The Borg. From Star just, Trek? I don't I've The Borg? I I've seen you're doing this to me right now. I've seen only the rebooted uh Star Trek movies. <clears throat> I was never a Star Trek person. There's a lot of people who are not Star Trek folk. Okay. okay. Moving on. We're gonna go on to. <laughs> you, ever, you ever really want? They really. Were Look, why don't to we do. talk about something that you have actually fucking seen? I want to talk about how they like people have been clamoring for apparently since the movie came out to do a uh, 
Terminator vs. Robocop movie. There's a video game. Is there a video game? There's a video game, uh, and it, I, I think in the video game, it's not Robocop versus Terminator. Mm. I think that's what it's called, but it's more, uh, it's your Robocop and you're just like killing a bunch of Terminators, which is oh. the natural way that you would do that, right? That's that like, makes sense. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to play a Predator versus Aliens game, you're going to make it where you're a Predator and you're killing a bunch of aliens. aliens. Yeah, you're right. not really going to do it the other way. Well, because then it's just a fight. You're just fighting one person. Right. You can't and that's like, game. that's not a game. I mean, maybe now you can because right. games are smart, but back then, no way. Mm-mm. No. Well, I mean, once, once the, we've talked about what's like a good video game movie. Oh, zero. Right. What? There's zero. There's none. I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't. Think... I don't think that there's none. There's got to be an argument for like. I'm a big fan of the first Resident Evil movie, um, but that is not a Resident Evil movie. Really, yeah. Like they just gave it that name. Yeah. And it's really funny now how Resident Evil. When you think of that, when when most people hear Resident Evil, they think of the Mia Jovovich movie mm-hmm. series. They don't really think of the video game series anymore, which is still going. They just came out with a new one uh, in February. It's supposed goodness. to be really good. I bet you it's great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played a bad one, but I played one bad one. It's that one, though, where they changed everything up, where it's it's first person, and it's not like a story structure kind oh, of thing. I don't even know. It's really weird. I mean, 4 is really the last, like, true blood, like, real Resident Evil game. And then 5 gets a little weird. 5 was the one that was in, like, South Africa or yeah, something. Or... But it's, like, a little too, like, it's using these control, like, you can't, What's cool in, like, Resident Evil 4 is that you can't run and shoot at the same time. You have to be stationary mm-hmm. to shoot. But they give you only two or three enemies at a time. They don't overwhelm you with enemies, so mm-hmm. it makes sense, and it's scary because you're in, like, corridors. They have the same control scheme in Resident Evil 5, but they overwhelm you, overwhelm you with enemies, and you're in open areas. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why can't I run and shoot? Mm-hmm. Just let me do that. And that's well, and that's funny, too, because um, the uh, RoboCop really does kind of introduce that, uh, that idea of the first-person shooter kind of thing like with that that virtual where we see it through his eyes a lot of the movie yeah. we see through i mean at that Murphy's point we might eyes. already have like doom and games like that out i'm not really sure right there might have been, i don't i but i don't think so in 87 it, it might be that could be pre for sure i don't know yeah that's, yeah, no, I think might, that's you, pre. You're probably right like that the idea that uh he has the i was talking to I was, yeah i was talking to a buddy about it and he, yeah. he mentioned uh, the heads up system right and the he's display. like that's yeah. right there like that's that's in full terminator effect. also he has like the red yeah. Look, where you can also, like, kind of uh, ID people. Right. And be like, and I, you're Sarah right. Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say, but it's, uh, again, like, um, the Terminator's a bad guy. Yes. Robocop is a good guy. Robocop through is a good guy. And yeah. that's, like, you have to create, uh, like, that moral that moral ground mm-hmm. of, like, the first-person shooter. Otherwise, you're just, like, shooting absolutely everybody and doing yeah. all this crazy stuff. And uh, I think that that's where it being like because we always put our feet we always put ourselves in the shoes of the hero especially back then we weren't really like nobody wanted to be the terminator no i mean maybe nowadays now after terminator 2 and he's got the leather jacket and the black glasses totally people want to do that the anti-hero story is way more prominent now than it's ever been before Mm -hmm. you know people people are down to learn more about villains Mm -hmm. if someone's just like standalone magneto movie one of us pull Mm -hmm. dicks out for that Right, and Is it's that what like people do when they like movies. They pull the yeah, they pull the dicks out. They pull the dicks out. They pull the dicks out. Hud, hud, pulling their huds out. Pulling the huds out. Uh, and it's but that's funny because RoboCop really does kind of take these uh, anti-hero movies. Like uh, you know, it's that like we were talking about the excessive violence of like these '80s movies, yeah. and that's very much um, like Dirty Harry and Death Wish. Mm-hmm. You know, movies you haven't seen. All those. Um, 
it's like it's very much like that kind of gratuitous over the top uh you know Violence. one man against this group of criminals that wronged him you know like mm-hmm. it, it's it's you, you need to definitely check out dirty herring yeah that, that first dirty herring well apparently they were going to call this movie uh was a dirty herring with ball bearings dirty hairy with ball bearings and then they were like oh we can't because we'll get sued Wait, that's not a real thing. That was gonna be a slogan for oh, Robocop. okay, a slogan. They weren't gonna call. Oh it no, 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 Dirty no, no. Harry with ball bearings. Yeah, well, it has a nice that classic nineteen eighty seven film. We we be talking about it today. <laughs> dirty Harry with ball bearings. It's funny Stop though. Stop it. Um, and that's funny. And then they kind of like took that kind of Dirty Harry, Death Wish s kind of stuff and kind of mashed it together with like a, with like like a Blade Runner. It's very with it's, robots and like and a kind of Spider Man kind of like yeah. with great power comes great responsibility kind of stuff. Which I mean, it's very like it's very cyberpunky as well, like yeah. aesthetically, you know. Um, it's, it's very great bad dirty. guys too. What was that? Great bad guys. Great the, lines. Yo, oh my god. Well, uh, the, I wish I knew his name. Red Foreman mm-hmm. from uh, that Clarence. Show. Clarence. He is such a good fucking bad guy. He's a great bad guy. He's so He's good. He's so good. The Tigers are playing tonight. You know, it's weird that so many of our like superhero movies today just fuck villains up so hard yeah where it's like you just gotta make them really sassy mm-hmm. uh, that's i was talking that's i was talking about it with my friend the other day and we we got down to the fact where like the only good marvel villain so far has been um dave brule dave brule as zemo in um um civil war he's great it's a great villain if and it's so understated a, if he was more tiny. of a douchebag well yeah but I, like he fucked them up yeah like it's great like he did more damage to them and i'm not saying that like well, it's an like, obvious thing he has a whole speech where he explains that he does that yeah but in truth like he fucks them up more than like because he's trying to create cha- he's trying to create chaos he's mm-hmm. he's more similar to like the joker than any like character that's been in like mainstream and that's like, really that was like their that. kind of attempt at like the joker kind similar. of stuff like sure. working things like a calculated calm patient he's, he's doing psychological torment mm-hmm. to our heroes Mm-hmm. That happens to have huge stakes physically as well. Mm. I also like to uh, bitches leave. Mm. One of my favorite lines from a movie when he when uh, Clarence walks in to um, douchebag McGee's house to kill him, and he starts like shooting him in the legs and everything oh, like that. Yeah, that and he's got those two shit. like girls that he's like sleeping with. Like, like vice leave. president, it just sounds just the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, he comes in. He was like, like bitches leave, and it's just like it's one of those detestable phrases that just yeah. makes you automatically go like i like to hate this guy yeah. and it's it, he's he pulls that off so good and all the way all the villains die with it's like so good with uh dipshit mcgee uh who's um dipshit mcgee douchebag mcgee Douche dumbass mcgee, McGee. Dumbass McGee. Um, all the mcgees dipshit mcgee is the uh the bald dude uh, with the bike, who like uh, tries to rob the gas station and gets caught first. Oh, but he, gets, he, has, he, he has drives into that toxic waste. Shitty, yeah, he has a shitty ponytail thing. Yeah, yeah, that's he's what he's got going in, on. Bald he has ding. a weird yeah. facial hair. Yeah, and he's just and he gets in the toxic waste I, and that I noise. Hated. I I was just like, whoever decided to do this to this character <laughs> had, was just like, we're gonna do. We don't have to do this at all. We could have just killed him. No, we could have just made him melt. It's like it's we're gonna make him look disgusting. I've watched this so much. Like it's so good. I have such a weird history with this movie too, because I used to watch this movie back in like it had to be like 1991. I was born in '86, so this movie came you're out a year too, after you're, I. You're too young. See, I is... was way too young to really understand what was going on but my parents like let me watch whatever i wanted and whenever they saw something coming up they were just like oh hold on and they would just cover my eyes 
but not understand that I can hear it. And that noise, so I'd be that like, noise, that noise is in my head. And I remember the first time I finally got to see what was going on. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And when the car hits him and he just explodes like water balloon, like a water yeah, balloon. It's disgusting. I love it. It's and so earlier good. on no, in the movie, so somebody's he's smoking a cigarette and somebody's like, don't you know that stuff will kill you? And it's you're like, like, oh, this is like an obvious setup. Like, he's going to catch on fire or something later something. or something like that. No, we're going to drive him into a big tub of toxic waste. What is this factory that they're at that they've got a gigantic drum of toxic waste? Oh, where's the Joker turned to the Joker? He goes, they go to the acid factory. They go to the acid. The acid factory. Acme. Acid factory. all the acid here. And mm-hmm. they just put people in there. So they turn. It's, uh, you guys want to put covers on these things? You want to put like, so no. nobody can fall into leave them, them, leave them open. and become like super villains? Leave them no? open. Okay. No, leave them open. They're good this way. <laughs> it's good for the air. And uh, that ending too is so good. Uh, I love that last that scene. Ending, man. That last scene in the dirty water, yeah. and like they have like the bazooka sniper rifles. The bazooka rifle that yeah. he allows him to take down Ed Two Hundred Nine, mm. which is great. Yeah. Also, too, but I love in the the beginning when um, or I guess it's more towards the end, but before he gets to the factory, when RoboCop first goes to uh, kill um, Dick Jones. Mm. Um, he he, uh, then, he gets the shit kicked out of him, and then he ends up. Uh, this is when they do the uh, directive four. It's like you can't fuck with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Direct directive four, and then mm-hmm. Ed two hundred nine gets turned on him, and the way that he escapes Ed two hundred nine stairs. That's true. Stairs beat Ed two hundred nine. Yeah, and that's the only reason that he escapes. And then he goes into, uh, you know, he has his kind of. A betrayal moment where like everybody that he's been protecting does the exact same thing to him that happened shoot before they all start out, shooting yeah. them and shooting them out yeah, it's yeah. a great scene because they're like he's one of us and they're like no no he's not <laughs> no he's not which like you know makes sense I like you know I kind of almost thought that the cops would have like almost like more animosity to him because it's kind of mm. like the way I saw it is like well it's cops, like I think the cops s- do have animosity to him it's the people that worked with Murphy in his district that see him when he comes in. But they don't know he's Murphy yet. No, I guess that's true. They don't. Only, but I guess it's the people uh, that he's worked with in his Ann Lewis division. only figures out he's Murphy kind of towards the end of the mm-hmm. movie. Or like maybe like in the middle-ish. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. But she seems to be the only person that like really figures it out till the end. And then, then he's just like, who are you? He's like, I'm Murphy. That's a great ending, too. It's so good. It's like, that's just like... At first, I thought was abrupt, like, then nice I was like, shooting, no, son. Yeah, or something like that. And that guy's name is just the old man. Is that true? I think so. I don't think he has a character name. I was trying to remember his name. Man. And I think they just call him the old man mm. the whole time. This old geezer. Um, as a, you know, as someone who's seen this movie for the first time in the year of 2017, the scene where he's es- escaping the, the bipedal tank android, or just robo, robot, uh, and they're like in the staircase where it falls down and gets fucked over. Mm-hmm. That scene is hard to watch. Yeah, it's so with the jank- stop motion. It's so janky, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a little so janky. Yeah. Jank- and then when they they cut back to every cut back to RoboCop, like it's at a weird angle because like I guess he can't like look up. Really, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's just it's like, like they're oh having the same God. problems with like the Batman cowl from like Tim Burton oh, Batman, where it was just like, like he can't I can't turn, turn my neck. Can't do it. Well, we we already designed it. Let's go. <laughs> Keep going. Um. That's uh, that's funny too. His uh, his his thing like that took uh, whenever you see him with his um, helmet off, yeah. uh, it took hours. We're talking like six hours to do that, and then like another two hours just to get the suit on. Yeah. So it's like eight hours, the first and then time, all of a sudden they're shooting. The first time they put on the suit, they said it took eleven hours to fit, oh. and the first few days of shooting, Peter Weller was losing 
three pounds a day. I knew that one. I knew that one. Yeah, sweating. It was like a hundred degrees or something yeah, like that. And he like, was, and they had like personal assistants with like fans. They and had. Stuff, a, like, they said they installed an air conditioner. So like, huh. who even fucking knows how that works in the eighties? Oh my goodness! I don't even know how to put an air conditioner in my window. I'm assuming it's easy. You don't know how to put an air conditioner in your you window. Just, you just stick it in. You just gotta put it in there. That's it. Yeah. Oh, well. They uh, they open. The windows open. The windows open. Yeah. You know how to do that. They go up. They go up. Yeah. Or down, depending on what uh, kind of window it is. Don't confuse me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll get there. You'll get a hot enough. You'll get hot enough. We just got a, a bunch of. <laughs> you got enough. You'll, you'll, get, get, hot you'll enough. get hot enough. You'll, you'll figure it out. You'll know. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, and like, I guess we could uh, talk about the, the Christ allegory. Yeah, which I is mean, very loose. It's there. It's definitely there. And like the director, Paul Verhoeven actually even even said himself, it's very like he wanted to make like an American American Jesus. Jesus, Which um, you could take that as, I mean, it's, it's a negative connotation though, because it's a, it's a Jesus that is reborn through corporate America to this non-consenting character. Mm -hmm. So it does not paint, to call him American Jesus does not paint. America in the best of lights, no. which I mean, this movie isn't really trying to do either. Yeah. Well, and they, there's been tons of versions of like the American Jesus kind of allegory, though. Like, yeah. uh, there's a great comic book that they've been trying to make into a movie for a while called um, Chosen okay. by Mark Millar, Mark uh, Millar, guy that wrote like Wanted and Did he uh, do uh, Kick Ass? Mark Millar, yes, he did. Ass, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. That's and him. he also did. Um, did Frank Miller or Mark Miller do Dark Knight Returns? Frank Miller. Frank Miller did, did that. Frank Miller also too wrote many RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3. Too many Millers mm-hmm. in the comic book industry. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, that's go. you should definitely watch RoboCop 2. I'll let you borrow it. RoboCop uh, 2, I, RoboCop 2 is really like an watch. extension of this. Like the strike that's hinted at in this movie, Comes like they go on strike yeah. in the second one. And This uh, movie seems to also, like, because this movie, RoboCop 1 is a comedy. There's, where there's a it's comedy, satire. It's, it's satire. satire. It's satire. Whereas RoboCop 2 seems to be like, Okay, this is like we you like really get it now. Like this is gonna be, we're gonna take all like the hidden elements, kind of blow those up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're opening the onion, right? And it's like that they, 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 he walks on water at the end, yeah. And uh, but I think he's more of a corporate American Jesus, right? Because he's made by a corporation, which I said before. But uh, and he's not he's instead of upholding a scripture, he upholds the law, which is like a very ah. you know ambiguous thing in itself that's supposed to be very concrete Mm -hmm. um and then there's obviously the him getting nailed to the cross is him getting his uh ligaments blown off his head of thorns getting shot in the head Mm -hmm. um one of the other other things i really like uh i really like i actually (laughs) think it's kind of fucking stupid that i that i noticed in the 2013 robocop was that uh remember when they're putting together robocop in robo one and they're like Oh, we could keep the left arm. The left arm is good, and they're like, "Get rid of fuck that." Yeah, he has his left hand. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Well, I think it's because they wanted him to just have a hand because they liked the way that that looked. I think they also just thought it'd be they're like, "Oh, we understand RoboCop." I mean, I think I can try and understand why they did it. It still doesn't make it a fucking good idea. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, It's better because you know it speaks to how cynical and sociopathic corporate America is Mm -hmm. when they're just like, "Hey, we have this like human part of him that's still that's still good." His dick still works. Like, get rid of the dick. Get rid of the dick. Get we rid don't of the need dick. That. We don't Mm-mm. need that. Hashtag well, feminism. Hashtag get feminism. rid of the dick. We don't need it. Feminism is a robo in this cop, movie. Not sure. a robo man. No, he can't fuck. Mm-mm. Only holds the law. The dick of the, <laughs> the dick it. of the law. There's no scripture here. This no. is the law. This is it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Uh, I want to go over. I mean, yeah. the violence and stuff. We kind of like touched on that back. 
back and forth. The uh, the X it got an X rating tons of times. I yeah. guess they had to go through like twelve. I think it was like tw- different it things. Said, it was a ridiculous amount. It was of, a like, lot of times they had to go through NPAA. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's funny because it's just like the violence is what makes it so comical. And it's so silly. Like, obviously, when, when Murphy's getting uh, slaughtered in the beginning, that's not funny. It's actually it's quite gro- it's uh, devastating. It's quite, it's very, it's very, speci- you, you're in there. You are yeah. up close with all this stuff. And uh, Clarence has that great line, like, um, cops don't like me, so I no don't like cops. It's great. It, it, like, he's got some yeah. just great lines. But he's also, he's doing, like, the weird, that, that scene is ripe for, like, Dissect, like dissecting um, when he's doing like the do 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 and he's like yeah. doing his own little tracky thing mm-hmm. targeting system on very, him it's very, very cool very cool like there's cool. Yeah. and that's what that's what a lot of people mean and I mean when I say like this movie is so tight it's just jam packed with so much little tiny stuff that you can pay attention all to all the seeds are there just like dude this is absolutely crazy I almost I, I wish I got to watch it a second time before doing this but I still think like we're having it's still a good conversation about it it's still oh fun. yeah I yeah. mean this doesn't but, like, suck no I hope not. But, uh, you know, just watching the movie first and kind of, like, only understanding it at, like, face value and then kind of doing the research and then, like, talking to you a little bit. It's like, yeah, this movie is, like, so smart and, like, it makes... You can understand why I made a splash with, like, casual moviegoers because it's, like, it serves, especially, I'm sure, in 1987 as a brilliant action movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it has all the stunts and all the cool shit in there. Um, And then, also, there's, like, a lot of, like, satire subtext. Apparently, um... It was the director's wife that convinced him to make RoboCop because he read through oh, the first yeah, I've heard pages, about that with the script, throw it out, yeah, yeah. and then she was, he didn't get it. At yeah, first. and then she read it. She was just like, "No, it's like it's a satire, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you, ha- you got to like finish it." And he's like, "Oh, mm. I'm from I'm from Dutch. Mm-hmm. Nice mm. shooting, son. Nice shooting, son." <laughs> well, uh, Robbie, thank you uh, so much for joining me on this uh this this pleasant afternoon and discussing one of my favorite movies robocop it's been a pleasure i had a good time Mm -hmm. i now understand your brain a little better yeah this this definitely has like a terrifying yeah my my brain is essentially (laughs) a mixture of back to the future who friend roger rabbit and robocop like just constantly battling fighting for fighting for control over everything yeah Um, it's just uh the hobbit remakes over and over again no, I don't like those. I've never seen those either. I have no desire to see the Hobbit remakes. Dear listener. Have you seen them? Do you like I was going to let you keep... Did you like them? The Hobbit movies? Yeah. I, I like the first one okay, I guess. Yeah. I don't really remember them. I saw them once. That last one is fucking horrendous. Real bad. It's very Real bad. bad movie. Very Real. bad movie. Uh, fun, I guess, if I'm trying to be nice, but I can't even like muster... Doing that, no one's, no one's. I'm putting a gun to your head. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> I'm not uh, make you do that. I, I remember I saw that. I was like, he ain't winning an Academy Award for that one. Nope. <clears throat> nope. No. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening, dear listener, and um, stay tuned for some more episodes of Over Drinkers, as well as a bunch of other great podcasts coming. I know we got some hot takes coming up because uh, there's some good movies coming yeah, out in March. Trying to get Kong, trying to get Beauty and the Beast in the pipeline. Mm. Working on it. We had a big snowstorm, Mike. The big New York big snowstorm, snowstorm, big blizzard. Yeah, I had Stella. to on, I had to buy um, sled dogs to get me to your house. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting outside. Oh, they're chilling. They've been outside this whole time. Well, it's only been what 40, 47 minutes, twenty nine seconds. Yeah, we got to get you out to those dogs. All yeah, right, they're fine. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. Check in again. Bye.
gonna Robocop. I'm gonna Robocop. Uh, Robocop. Robocop. And you could be a Robocop. 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 He's an allegory for Jesus Christ and corporate America. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs>